Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Our sermon text today is Luke 19, 41 to 44, with a very strong emphasis from 1 Corinthians 12, 1 to 11. Friends, you are people of peace. You are God's people of peace. And I got to tell you, my heart hurts for you as these people of peace. My heart hurts for you because I know you're surrounded not by more people of peace, but by people of pride, which means, as you know, you suffer. I know that you suffer for following Christ. As a pastor, I know. Even if I don't know the extent of your particular suffering, I know you suffer, as do I. We follow Christ because he has come to us by his spirit, through his word, through his sacrament, and we're not blind to our Lord's visitation. His presence among us in spirit and truth, we see it. We know him. We were blessed to have this highlighted for us here at St. Mark for the second week in a row. Last week, the Lord baptized the Milch family. Praise be to God. This week, Brandon and Miriam professed their faith, confirming the gift given to them in their baptisms. Like all of you, our newest brothers in arms have received the same spirit, and they say the same thing, that Jesus is Lord. As we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 7, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. As I think about our gospel reading and how our Lord wept for Jerusalem, my heart hurts not only for you, but also for those who hurt you. Because God is gracious and loving. Because Jesus didn't come to the Jews with a sword as an enemy, but in gentleness, as their Savior, a peacemaker. He came as true friend. He came to whom he loved, calling them to repent of their sin, to change their wicked ways, to turn from their sin, but they didn't know him as friend. No, they treated him as their enemy. They crucified him. We crucified him as our enemy with our sin. We made him suffer. And he was willing to suffer. He was willing to suffer for you, Christian. And in him, and by his spirit, as a repentant, forgiven sinner, I know you suffer just as he suffered. Because you now are no longer just a sinner. You are a forgiven sinner. You are a repentant sinner. You are a Christian, faithful, orthodox Christian, still a sinner, indeed, indeed you are, as am I, but we are repentant sinners. God's people, that's who we are, people of peace who long to do better, who have weak flesh, no doubt, but who have willing spirits. You're a Christian, that's who you are. You are a member of God's people of peace, And so, because you kneel before your Lord and you receive him with humility and with thanksgiving, rejoicing with others who do the same, praising God 
for calling you and your Christian brothers to repentance, giving him thanks for his faithfulness, that he died for you on the cross of Calvary, covering your sins with his blood, cleansing you of your trespasses. Because of all of this, you praise him as he adds more peacemakers to his people of peace. As happened last week with the Milches. Happened again today with Brandon and Miriam, who confessed to having eyes that see Jesus, knowing the time of their visitation is upon them now, knowing that today is the day of salvation, knowing exactly what makes for peace. Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins. Glory be to God. You, you are a Christian. And so you're treated as an enemy by your neighbors. True enough. Suffering by those numbered among the people, not of of peace, people of pride. You long to be their friend. You long to be of service to them in humility, calling them to repent of their wicked ways so they will not be damned forever calling them to repent of their sins according to God's word, that they might know the Lord as you know him and live with the Lord as you live with him. And even though you do all these loving things for them, they hate you for it. St. Paul says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols however you are led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. No one says that. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Jesus died for you. He's given you his one Holy Spirit. And so you profess that Jesus is Lord. You crucify your sinful desires, your flesh, and you cry out for forgiveness, which is yours freely. It's given to you freely in Christ. Jesus was killed for you, dear saint. He died for you, for all your sins. You are no longer a pagan led astray, by mute idols, to mute idols. No, but your neighbors, your neighbors still are, aren't they? Many of them. You have friends who are still pagan. You have family members, co-workers, classmates, teammates, and they curse you because you're Christian. They may, may even call themselves Christian themselves, right? Which makes it all the more confusing. But their actions... Their actions reveal their religion. They don't have the same spirit. And so they curse Jesus. As Jesus says in Matthew 10, 22, you will be hated by all for my name's sake. But the one who endures to the end, he will be saved. And so you say in the face of that pagan pride, you say, Jesus is Lord. You're mocked and you're ridiculed because you repent of your sin and you guard against it. You're insulted and you're scoffed at because you won't live like the world. You're picked on and you're left out and it hurts. There's no denying that it hurts. And in all of this, 
you begin to understand why Jesus wept over Jerusalem. Pride. Call it arrogance, or hubris, haughtiness, or cockiness, conceit, smugness, ego, whatever. Pride is blind to Jesus. And it drives away peace. We know this. We know this because each of us personally knows this. Because each of us struggles. We struggle to hold on to the peace of Christ that surpasses all understanding within ourselves as Christians. Precisely because each of us fights against our own sinful pride. We think more of ourselves. I think more of myself than I ought. We think we know better than God, don't we? And because you and I have firsthand daily knowledge of being blinded by our own prideful sin, and because we have we've daily re- have to repent of our own sinful pride, we further understand why Jesus wept over Jerusalem. His people of peace behave like people of pride. Those who've been given eyes to see the truth, who, who know Jesus is true peace, know too well the blindness of sin. And when he drew near and saw the city, we're told he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they're hidden from your eyes. When our neighbors mock us, when they call us names for following Jesus, when they, when they treat you badly because you're one of those Christians that goes to that one church who believes all of what God says to be true and unchanging, when they end their relationship with you because you're repentant of your sin and you don't want to sin, you don't want to live like that anymore, when they, they stab you with their eyes and they gossip about you behind your back and they make fun of your God, the one true God. Well, then you can see, you can see why Jesus wept over Jerusalem because destruction comes upon the proud. These people you know and love, would that they repented of their sins. So repent of your sin, friend. Repent. Daily repent of your sins. There's no peace for the unrepentant. There's no peace for the perpetually backsliding, as we heard from our Old Testament reading, those who hold on to deceit and refuse to return to Jesus. There's no peace in that and for them. Repent. Repent and remain people of peace today and every day of your lives that your Lord would never weep over you over your destruction. Repent and know that you are forgiven. Repent and know that you're forgiven. He healed your wounds thoroughly to keep pulling from our Old Testament reading. He's given you his spirit. And so as the people of peace that you are, that I am, that we are, let us say with conviction, dear Christian. Let us say with confidence and and certainty, let us say, by the power of the Spirit, Jesus is Lord, because Jesus 
is Lord. Amen. May the peace of Christ be with you always. Amen.